Welcome to the Craving Consciousness Podcast. I'm Brandeline Johnson, a rule-breaking, nature-loving, law of attraction junkie who is a lifestyle entrepreneur, psychic medium, spiritual business coach, educator, and author. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a topic that will help you to awaken to your gifts, align with your soul's purpose, and ignite your lives and businesses. We don't follow the masses. We are consciously creating our evolution. Get ready to have the best human experience every day. You guys are in for a treat today on the podcast. I have Kim McElwain. She is an animal communicator and healer and author. Um, found her on Facebook and I love lots of the posts that she shares about her her animals and the people, animals that she helps. And so Kim, I'm so glad to have you on the podcast today. It is my honor to finally talk to you, Brandeline. I love it. So, um, you know, I know everybody loves to hear the stories behind, you know, how we found our gifts. And so that's the first question I have is like, when did you realize that this was happening or you had this ability? Well, it was after uh, a bulldog of mine named Elliot had transitioned. Um, I had purchased him back in 2005. Uh, my life was bleak, so to speak. <laughs> I uh, felt like I was overworked, taken advantage of. Uh, nobody understood me, and I wasn't sure even if I wanted to be in this world, so to speak. Right. So uh, I always had the love for bulldogs. Uh, never could afford one, really, but I decided I was gonna, that was going to be my Christmas present one year in 2005. So, so you, go ahead. So he passed away? No, he passed away in 2017. Oh, okay. I purchased him in 2005. And so when did and you realize that? So you so you talked to Elliot. He was your first conversation, I, I guess, if you will. <laughs> um, the reason I purchased Elliot to try to, uh, I was very depressed. So I purchased him. And there was a lot of things about Elliot that was not like any other animal I have ever had or experienced. And I've had animals since the time I can remember. He already knew and did things. Uh, I fed him off of a spoon twice a day. He needed no potty training. Um, he knew things that were going to happen before they happened. And him and I... I know now was talking back and forth telepathically because he knew what I was thinking and I knew what he was thinking. Um, but there's just something really extra special about him. I would tell everybody that there was a, a little boy in there, a human, and that he was my fourth son. I have three, three boys. And I would tell everybody he's my fourth son. And it's weird because I know there's like a little human in there. Wow. Yeah. I know all the people and, that have pets right now are nodding their head. Yes. I mean, 
I mean, he was just so intelligent, and I don't even, I can't even explain it. I mean, and the connection was through the eyes. Okay. It was like I, re- I recognized his eyes, like from somewhere, someplace. <laughs> yeah. So, but, um, something I like to always ask too um, is, you know, how we're receiving it. Because, so let me give you an example. So when you say the eyes, right? Um, uh-huh. I communicate with my animals. I don't really call myself an animal communicator, although I, I mean once you have the ability, you, you have the ability, right? Um, so I came out one time, I took my dogs out one time and I saw my dog's face and I heard in my ear really fast, mouse. And so I just thought, well, that was weird. And the next thing you know, <laughs> she came around the corner and the tail of a mouse is hanging out of her mouth. It's like she knew she was gonna find a mouse and get it and I had gone too far away um, and it was snowing and, and it was big ice. So I couldn't get to her. And I literally had to see her swallow that mouth. Yeah. Uh, so it was like, to me, it was like a trigger of like seeing her face. And then all of a sudden I just heard mouth in my head. Is that something similar uh, do you think for you? Or? Yeah. And I didn't even realize I was doing this when he was here. And uh, so the day that he actually left that I was actually the day that he passed over, I was actually hearing him. And the day he passed over, uh, he had lung cancer and it was one of those things that he hid until it was way too late. Yeah. Uh, he kept his head very well because he was with me all the time. Uh, if Elliot couldn't go, I wasn't going. It didn't matter where it was. Uh, if Elliot couldn't come, I wasn't going. If we was going to visit somebody, if Elliot couldn't come, I wasn't going. There was just that deep connection that we always had to be together. Right. Um, and But the day that he left, he come to me, and he could also cry human tears. He had those big bulldog, real bulldog eyes that, you know, looked real. And he yeah. could actually cry uh, human tears. And I turned around. He was off that day, and I knew it was probably the day uh, he stopped eating and drinking. Uh, so I knew it was probably the day that I was going to have to take him. And I was out in the kitchen feeding the other millions of dogs that I have and I turned around and there he was staring at me with tears in his eyes and I heard as plain as day mom it's time oh my god see now you're gonna make me cry and I said no Elias it's not time we don't give up in this family and we lived on a dairy farm and I said it's time to go out to the barn I said you're going out to the barn we don't give up (laughs) (laughs) and and I kind of pushed him out the door and uh, he did go out and go to the bathroom and on his way to the barn he collapsed in the yard and once again I heard him say as plain as day mom I cannot go on no longer and so you know, it's one of those things like, 
you just can't believe this is happening, so to speak, right. that you're going to have to take them down. But really, by the time that we got down there, which might have been an hour later, uh, he was still, like, had his vitals or whatever, but he was gone. Yeah. He was not there. He had already left. Right, right. Um, I think they do, too. Don't you Don't you think that once they get to that certain point that they bounce out of their body? You know what I mean? Yeah. Even though their physical body is still alive. And I, I, could, I could feel it. And, like, him leaving, I yeah. feel like, I don't know what you want to call it, a pop or a, <laughs> but I could feel it leaving. Yeah. And when we when we got down there, uh, normally he would have, like, lifted his head and just said, what the heck's going on here? You know, who are you people? He was not there at all. Right. He was not there. So they just. Wow. So now this is an interesting question. Did the communication continue after he passed away? Do you still talk to him? Oh, uh, well, the story gets a lot more interesting. Okay. Yeah. But take us. <laughs> it's kind of a unique story. Uh, one of its own. Um, short, right after he passed, I could, I was getting symptoms, yes, not symptoms, what do I want to say, that he was already back here with me in spirit, like almost instantly. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, I could hear him breathing in the bedroom at night. Uh, of course, he was a bulldog, so he was already louder than normal dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah, bulldogs do tend to <laughs> make more noise. But then when he had that lung cancer, he was even, you know, had even more loudness to him. So uh, I heard him breathing, and I thought, am I crazy? Um, because I was unaware that at that time that these things could be possible. I was totally unaware. Um, and then I would hear him jump up off of his bed and run down to the, uh, go out to the, you know, the door in the morning like he always did. I could feel him touch me. Uh, there was just on and on. And I always felt like he was trying to reach out to me. Like I felt him walking like beside me all the time. Wow. And... Uh, everywhere I went and it was just like boy I should just be able to reach out and touch him uh, it was that feeling it was almost like a person would feel as if their son was being held prisoner in a POW that's how I was feeling Aww. like oh he's trying to reach out to me I need to uh, rescue him so to speak and once again, those real tears that he cried, I would feel them falling from the ceiling and hitting my face. But this went on for a while. And that's what actually sent me, because I took his death so hard, uh, actually harder than I did my mom and dad. Uh, I took his death so hard that's actually what. Uh, brought me into a spiritual awakening. Was it what? That's what actually brought me into my gift, my spiritual awakening, which is death. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, often, often the spiritual awakening is triggered by, by death. 
Um, so, so then, then what was your next clue? Because I know you do, you're actually do readings now, and we'll include the the link to your website and um, your business page in the show notes, so people can reach out. So then, what was your next step to like step into this role? As I'm, I'm going to do uh, this. I guess should, as soon as he said, I guess kind of flip that part. I didn't even know what an animal skipped that part. I didn't even know what an animal communicator was, but something in my mind said, you're going to be an animal communicator and you are never, you're going to help people and animals communicate so you can communicate to them maybe that their animal is sick so maybe they can catch it in time uh, so they won't have to experience what you went through. Oh, that what a blessing, right? <clears throat> yeah. And so, at that time, I just kind of like started studying, like taking a course on the internet. Yeah. But I was that I wasn't really, uh, and this was prior to the the actual awakening. Uh, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. But then uh, I'm thinking, and I was telling everybody, I'm going to be an animal communicator. I'm going to talk to the animals. And they were like all looking at me like, yeah, right, you are. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but after I had spiritual awakening, um, it was probably a couple of weeks into my spiritual awakening, I saw Elliot. You saw him? I saw him as a dog. Oh, and he reincarnated or you saw him with your spiritual Images eye? with my third eye spiritual eye. Okay, okay. I saw Elias. And as time went on, he proceeded to morph into a guardian being. That's what I was going to ask. Was Is he your guide that helps you communicate with other animals? And he does. He helps me in my business today. Everything comes through him. Uh, the images, the voices, all come through Elliot. Now that's freaking magical right there. What a beautiful freaking story. Yes. And I feel blessed. <laughs> that's yeah. all I can say is I feel blessed. And you know, because of, see, I get really into this stuff. <laughs> because, <laughs> because of that, it's almost like you guys must have had multiple lives together. You know what I mean? And you made up, you came to this uh, agreement. You know what I mean? That we are going to be yeah. so close. And then when you lose me, that's when you're going to gain this gift. And I'm going to morph into, you know, a light being. That is exactly what happened. Yes, that is what happened. Actually, uh, I guess what I have been told <laughs> is in what I can communicate because I'm still growing. <laughs> we all are. You know? We all are. Um, so my clear audience is still, or yeah, clear yeah. audience, you know, mm -hmm. is still coming in and stuff. So, as, but what I was told from someone else is, um, another medium is that uh, I have had, he's a, a guardian being. I, in my book, I put he's my guardian angel. He's a guardian being. And because um, when I asked him, he said he was my guardian. Uh, yeah. Well, that makes sense because that's what dogs usually are, guardians. You know what I mean? They actually guard your home. They tell you when somebody's around. They guard you. They protect you. They growl. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. he is a guardian. 
Now he's a guardian doggy angel. So yeah, he he actually now uh, morphed into over amount of time, so I would understand it and didn't freak out into like a human being. Oh okay. And uh, yeah, he morphed slowly from the dog into. I called him an angel because he said he was my guardian. Okay. But what I understand is, uh, yeah, this has been somebody who's been with me through several several lifetimes. Exactly. How gorgeous is that? So, when you do the sessions, are they? Do you do like I'm going to ask a bunch of questions all at once? Okay. Um, can you? How do you do it? Do you do it with a photo? Can you do it? Um, do you have to go visit the person? Mm-hmm. Um, right. I have just uh, had my business since uh, January of this year. Oh, awesome. so. And I am an extremely shy person. <laughs> so right now, I I just do it through email. Through email? Okay. Uh, my, do, yes. Do they send you a picture? They do, but I don't really need one because Elliot already knows what's okay. up. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. And, he, and he's sending me, I can know the information is coming in without a picture. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. That's freaking awesome. I love it. Um, You know... Like, so let me share it too a little bit. So my gift, and it grows and it shifts and it does all kinds of weird stuff, right? Is um, really about uh, like life purpose and helping people kind of step into their role. So if there's someone out there that's saying, gosh, I, you know, I want to be an animal communicator, you know, typically they're very, uh, they're empaths. Empaths are amazing at uh, animal communication because it's a it's a feeling too you know you're you're saying you're mm-hmm. clairaudient which is psychic hearing right which you're you're receiving it um, right but it's also that that emotional connection like an empath has and then um a lot of people that become animal communicators are service based so maybe you did a lot of hands-on work a lot of like health like either healthcare or um just really service-based where you're you're doing a lot of work like you your hands get dirty you're not you're usually typically Uh, not uh a secretary i guess is what i'm trying to say you're typically no um uh sorry to interrupt you oh no you're fine i was raised on it i was raised on a dairy farm and of course then i married a dairy farmer um so i was around animals all my life whether they was uh cows pigs Horses. I've since I've been married. Um, I've had you know six to nine dogs at a time. I have guinea pigs. I have chihuahuas. <laughs> I have a pot belly pig that lives in the house. So my hands are. I don't mind my hands getting dirty at all. So right. See, that's a classic. And. That's a classic. If you're a and anybody listening, if you're a dog groomer, you're an animal communicator. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> you just are. Like people do it. Like you were saying, you were doing it, and you didn't even know you were doing it until later. And it was Elliot that made me realize I was doing it. I don't know. We just had that deeper connection, uh, and of course, he was here to send me into my purpose. But uh, I probably always was, and I just wasn't realizing it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, there's got to be a ton of people out there going, oh my God, I think I'm doing it. Um, 
as a matter of fact, do you have a, like a tip for them to start uh, uh, realizing that their animals are communicating with them or, or a, a, a game they could play with their animals? Um, this is hard for me to answer. Maybe you could help me with it because. Okay. Yeah. So, um, um, I guess. Because I guess I didn't know I was doing it. Right. And then all of a sudden it just seems so natural almost that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so but lots of times the way, way I, I guess the one thing I'm going to say is sometimes when you are saying, oh, he said that, like your animal might have said, uh, like my husband and I would go back and forth sometimes pretending like we're saying what the dogs are saying. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, you like, got you and your I'm husband like, said, what do you think the dog is saying? Yeah. Yes. Lots of times, lots of times that is actually what they are saying. So. Yeah, okay, but I love that. My husband and I do that too. Oh, and it's because we're super open to the fact that our dog freaking talks to us. So um, right now she's coughing. Bless her heart. Like, I love my dog. <laughs> I'm like, I feel so bad for her. She has chronic bronchitis. Um, so she, if you guys hear her in the background, that was her coughing. <laughs> but, but we say, um, we call her different things. Like we say she has her police legs on. Um, cause she walks a different way when she feels like she's in charge, when she feels like she's investigating, you know? Um, uh -huh. so I think even being aware of their, their, their body language, like how, how are they walking? What's their stride? And, um, then, you know, she's got her police legs on. She saw something like, you know, she saw something and she's going to investigate, you know? Um, right. But and I like what you said I is to sit down and have a conversation. What do you think our dog is thinking right now? Because. I'm a more clairvoyant, right? So to me, it's always uh, like a visual trigger. Um, so if you look at if you look at them, they look like they look because that's exactly what they're thinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lots of times, yeah. What you are thinking, say, if you are thinking that your dog might be saying something, uh, I'm going to say chances are they are really saying that. Yeah. And uh, like. Cows. I have always been around cows, of course. Um, I always could tell what they were going to do before they do it, did it. Right. And, you know, my husband and I would argue back and forth because I'd say, that's how fun to do that. And he wouldn't, like, listen to me. And uh, I would get angry at him because he wasn't listening to me. And sure enough, the cow would do it. And I think maybe they was communicating me. I was communicating with him somehow that way. Yeah. And, I, uh, and I didn't know it, I realized it. <laughs> so. um, I love that. I love that. Uh, so let's see what else. Oh, so you said you're a, also an animal healer. How did that, how do you incorporate that? Uh, I guess because I felt that I also wanted to be able to maybe discover something within the animal before that line for people like Elliot. I didn't know until it was too late. Um, so, right. so do you use Reiki or? Right. Reiki? Is it? Just, okay. 
Yes. And I've had uh, success in uh, animals no longer being scared of thunderstorms. Um, animals, a cat, like coming into uh, another family of cats in the home and getting over just being scared to death and being able to join in with the rest of the family. Aw, I like that. <laughs> so, and so you're able to, this is so interesting, right? I love it. Yeah. So there's, there's a difference here between um, a second yeah, I reading do most of, yeah, go ahead. with humans. I right? do most of my long distance. Yeah, I don't, um, it's all one and the same, I believe. It is. No, it really is. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing with uh, humans, right? When, when we do a psychic reading on you, say, for example, uh, my spirit guides are the ones, or their spirit guides, right, are the ones that are telling us information about this alive human. Right. But interestingly enough, with, with humans, I literally have to speak out of my mouth and tell my client what, what the information is coming through, right? Uh-huh. Whereas, whereas you, the animal communicator, um, you're thinking what you're receiving and that animal is understanding you back. Does that make sense? Um, instead yeah, of, um, what, instead of me having to communicate to you, you know, uh, Kim, like your guides want you to feel confident. They want you to take action, um, uh, without, without fear that, that they're always going to be supporting you. So, so stop. Uh, being scared that's what your guides would tell you that's what they're telling you right but i literally had to say it out loud for you to be able to receive it okay um when i speak to the animals depending on uh what's going on in the home Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them will say exactly that that this person is too loud (laughs) (laughs) or you know, this person needs to do that, or I feel that they, you know, they communicate just like we do. Right. So, but it's interesting because you, you don't have to uh, call the cat and talk to the cat over the phone, is, no. my, point, is my point. No. You're able to communicate telepathically back to the animal, right. and I think that is the grooviest part of it all. <laughs> but, yeah, it's. Um, you know, you have to ask if they are willing to communicate. And some of them are just like people. They, some of them are better uh, communicators than others. Right. Some of, them, some of them are a lot harder to get stuff out of, just like people. Yeah, I, same as spirit, right? Same as ghosts. Yep. Yep. Uh, some of them that didn't believe in mediums when they were alive and they're standing over in the corner with their, you know, their arms folded. <laughs> like, I don't really want to talk to you. Uh, but if I have to. Basically. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. So tell the um, listeners, how, how can they get a hold of you uh, to get a session or just to even learn more, right? Um, well, I do have a website site that's called For the Love of Elliot, um, and I am very active on Facebook. A lot of my uh, customers or clients come through Facebook, and um, of course, they can even call me if they want 
through okay. my phone. Emails. I do do uh, also through email, you know, Kim yeah. McElwain at Yahoo.com. Okay, we'll put that in the show notes too. And then um, you said you wrote a book. What's the name of your book? Uh, the name of the book is Angels Amongst Us, Love Sent from the Highest Realm. Uh, after I figured out who Elliot exactly was, it was like instantly I could hear him saying, you have to write a book because we need to educate people more on just who their animals are, um, that they have a soul, that they deserve to be treated with respect. Wow. So, the and that is, and I feel, I feel that is one of my purposes here too, is to educate people on that. Yes, girl. That's what I'm saying. Uh, and you know, they do. Anybody listening, spirit, if you're going through a spiritual awakening or something, or if you just had this nudging call to like write a book, it's them. They're telling you. Yeah. And it's just a very short story, um, but because uh, I'm not a writer, I just put down whatever flowed out. Uh, I had no desire to ever write a book in my life, <laughs> but I was told to do this, and so I did. I wrote a, a short story about Elliot and I's life together. I love that. We'll link up the book to the website too. Um, there was, and, and when you say you're not a writer, it you don't, you are now. Oh, yeah. You are now. And because I think that's where a lot of people, empaths especially, they're like, who am I to write a book? Who am I to communicate with animals? Who am I to share this beautiful message with the world? But yeah, that's why we're here. Um, you know, so. Yeah. Uh, there, there was such a passion to get the word out so to speak, of how I have come here also to let people know just what our animals are and what they could be. Um, as far as being one of your spirit guides or whatever, that yeah. we need to start uh, treating them a little bit better than some people does. Yeah. I'm not saying all people. Right, no, I think you know, it's the way we're, of, we're, um... out, we're out of the ages now of tying our dog out on a dog. Yeah. You know, adult house. <laughs> we need to learn just that these have souls, feelings, thoughts, are more intelligent actually than we are. Yeah. Yeah. And here to guide us through life. Or what I call those mirror dogs, that's what I call them. Uh, if you're not behaving in a certain way, chances are your dog's mirroring you. And a lot of people that comes to me with behavior issues with their dogs, uh, it's because they're just acting the way their human friend is acting. <laughs> you know, I do have to add to that because, so let me share with this because I feel like it's important for the podcast is um, my dog. Uh, so my husband and I got two Pomeranians um, about 14 years ago. And uh, one of them, First, first one of them was my daughter's. So, but when we when we moved to Michigan, we didn't want to separate the because the, they were sisters, the two Pomeranians. <clears throat> so when we came to Michigan, um, the one my daughter's dog totally took to me, and she became my dog. And the other uh -huh. dog 
totally has always taken to my husband and has always been my husband's dog, right? Well, right. Um, it's so weird how when he, when my husband is sick, the dog is just lays around, just, you know what I mean? It's almost like I call, I tease him because if anybody has ever watched the movie E.T., uh, where they uh -huh. ended up melding together, <clears throat> you know what I mean? I uh -huh. tease him and I'm like, it's like you and the dog are like E.T. because whenever he has a bad day, she's having a bad day and vice versa. Okay. Whenever he feels good, she feels good. I have a full dog right now that I got after Elliot because I just thought I had to have another bulldog. Uh, it was kind of the helping the grieving process. Uh, that is completely very well behaved <laughs> during the day when my husband's not here. As soon as my husband gets here, because my husband is always, I'm going to say, in his head thinking, this dog starts acting exactly like him. Uh, like misbehaving now, being more vocal, being wound up. Uh, it's like, he is so good for me the whole day long. <laughs> as soon as you walk through the door. <laughs> and he's just picking up on my husband's energy. Thoughts. Interesting. So when you said they read our thoughts, did, do they really read all of our thoughts? <laughs> I know there's oh, people yes. out there going, oh, yes. oh, crap. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Absolutely. I had do readings and... Uh, I just did one yesterday where the lady's dog had transitioned and uh, it was saying things that uh, it never, it wasn't with the person at that time, but the person had talked about it. And, oh. and this happens quite a bit. The dog understands what you're saying and listening all the time, or it's a dog, cat, whatever. They are... Uh, listening and understanding everything you're saying. And it does come up in a lot of readings where uh, the person will say, well, that's true. We was talking about it, but I didn't think they understood. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's why they I, do. Um, I uh, get all weird about if we're thinking that the dog is sick, you know what I mean? So you don't want to let the dog know that you know or something. <laughs> like because you know like literally today we're taking our um little miss to the to the vet to get more blood work to see if we can't get her on some a little bit of something else to help her because uh, she's on a heavy duty cough syrup right now and she just needs I think like a steroid or a breathing inhaler like I don't know I, they might make them for dogs I don't know <clears throat> but you know we get worried about her and I'm like don't let her know I don't tell and when, her. And, when, and when you get worried about it, she is she's probably giving her some anxiety because you're worrying. Right? Yeah. So I guess what's your advice on that? Try to just stay positive? And yeah, absolutely. And even if you say a person is ill and maybe they don't know it, your dog can take on that same illness. Yeah. Um interestingly enough so my husband has congestive heart failure uh -huh. and we took we took her to the vet in las vegas when we were there and that vet goes i think she has congestive heart failure and i'm like well makes sense to me but <laughs> and then when we came back to um michigan and got some more we got actually got the x-rays and stuff and they were like no she has chronic bronchitis 
um, and it just gets worse with different things like the humidity really is a huge difference since we came back from Vegas. She's coughing a lot more since we got back to Michigan. Um, so I don't know, but interesting. Uh, it is interesting that they're similar. They have similar symptoms. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. I think what lots of times they're trying to let you know that there's something wrong with you. It could be. She's looking at me. She's like, don't look at me. <laughs> like, don't look at me. <laughs> you better not be looking at me. Oh my god, I love it. So that's so interesting. So it's and do, now that you've been doing it, uh -huh. does it feel just like common sense and normal to you now? Maybe that you accept yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, uh, it's weird once you start talking to. <laughs> Because now I can't, I'm like a vegetarian, and before okay. uh, I used to eat lots of meat. <laughs> yeah. But things change, and uh, right. I mean, no disrespect to anybody out there eating <laughs> meat, but I could imagine it if you go and the cows says, "Please don't eat me." Oh crap! Uh, we had to sell. We had to sell the cows just because of it. Okay. Yeah, I told I, the cows because I couldn't, uh, I could not take it because there was things, just like we had high stall. I don't know if anybody knows what that is, but the cows get tied in in the winter. They go out in the summer. Yeah. But all of them kept on telling me they didn't like to be tied in. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> and just, <laughs> just all this stuff. I, you know, on, I know my husband was upset about it, but. I cannot handle that no longer. I love that part of the story. Everybody's going to love this podcast episode. Everybody listening right yeah. now, stop what you're doing, pause this episode, and go leave a five-star review on the Craving Consciousness podcast on iTunes. <laughs> we'll love you forever for that. Um, but yeah, this I love it. So I'm so grateful that you uh, agreed to jump on here with me and share oh. all this groovy stuff about animal communication. Oh, I am so happy I did it too. And again, like I said, your guides told you, don't be scared. Keep going forward. Even um, even if it's something scary, it's good. it has to be scary or else the reward wouldn't be as great. You know what I mean? But that's what they're telling you is uh, keep going, keep going. There's yeah. going to be more people coming to help you. A couple of different people. I see them coming. One from the left, one from the right. A woman and a man. I don't know what they I, are, but. I, I knew I had to do this, else so I was going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> the podcast? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, this was an opportunity for you. So exactly. things like this. And gonna... I, I appreciate it 100% because it wasn't as bad. <laughs> See, I know a lot of people that haven't done one yet, they're like, oh, my God, what? No, but it, it literally is like everybody loves this kind of stuff. And. And now they're going to be able to reach out to you, you know, even so, and my other thing too, right, with, just because the way that I coach and stuff is, um, you know, be prepared for um, somebody to call you and have a consulting session with you, not necessarily just talking to their animal. Maybe some yeah. psychic people are going to start reaching out. Maybe you can start teaching it. Who knows? So many opportunities. Just be open. What I realized is you have to be almost like a, a psychologist too. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, because people are emotionally really hurting. Uh, 
you know, when our animals transition and you have to be there for them. Yeah, and, that's absolutely true. Um, and I mean, even with the alive, you know, you have to be able uh -huh. to communicate and be prepared <laughs> right. with all the different types of personalities and stuff to be right. able to tell the human what the animals say, you know what I mean? And I usually have to, yeah, go outside and ground myself for a while uh, and walk around because I take on all those. Yes, yes, the emotions of the animals yeah. and the people. Yeah, yes. grounding for sure. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, and I'm super excited to get this out to the the masses. They will love it. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know someone else who is spiritually awakened or igniting a world-changing brand, please send them my way. It will benefit the world if you help me get this pod and message to as many listeners as I can. Again, if you liked what you heard, it would mean a lot to me if you took 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I will be forever grateful. Until the next episode, stay present, stay grounded, and shine your light.